Hello everybody, this is me Amin And this Alex And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About So this is uh, Let's Talk About at home kinda So Alex is at home, I'm in the studio all alone uh, We're doing this because, you know, it's EMCO and We're trying to be safe and we're trying to be responsible So in this episode, uh, we're back to talking about COVID again Because we need to move on We need to stop the spread and recover soon so that everybody can get out of their houses and start living normal lives. But that's not the case right now. So we're talking about COVID again because it's been six weeks since all of us have been at home. It's been like, what, a couple of weeks uh, of EMCO and, and cases are rising with everybody still at home. Uh, when, when, when is this going to stop? Uh, where is the light at the end of the tunnel so a bit of a, a bit of context uh today is the f- uh, today is friday the 16th of july uh and we're talking this because we're talking about this because we've got like a number of updates uh today um i saw a news report saying that the deputy prime minister and also the minister of defense uh sabri yakob said that the country is considering to move to phase two which uh, which means less uh, restrictions, no need to stay at home so much. Uh, you can probably do recreational activities, more shops should be open early August, in early August. Um, but cases are rising. So yesterday, cases was what, 13,000? I don't know what the numbers are today. Alex, do you have the numbers today? Or they uh, haven't today, come in yet? It's not, it's not in yet. So we're looking at probably another 13,000 day or 15,000. But on the flips, uh, uh, and uh, ICU beds are still at a full utility, but on the flip side, uh, we are also seeing, uh, hearing a lot of this, no, I wouldn't say positive, but a lot of this encouraging news. Like, uh, I th- was it yesterday that uh, Dr. Hisham said that uh, the cases are going to drop as vaccination rates increase? Yeah, he said you can foresee that the cases will go down soon as we ramp up our vaccination. Because uh, right now, today, as of today, we are doing four days of more than 400,000 doses in a single day. So that's an encouraging sign. Okay, so then let's look at the numbers, right? So cases are rising. We're seeing, we saw uh, for over three days, cases have been over 10,000 uh, cases in a day for over three days. Uh, Selangor is still racking up the highest number of cases. Um, but at the same time, we are also vaccinating more people uh, nowadays and we're apparently testing more people nowadays. But on the other flip side, we're seeing positivity rate also increasing. There's like what, uh, ten? It's ten percent now, Alex. Also ten percent, about eight to nine percent. So on thirteen July, uh, we tested about hundred thirty one thousand people, and the positivity rate is about eight to nine percent. That's a lot, and that shows that uh, we still need to do more tests. So what is after EMCO? Are we ready to open up our our doors? Uh, do you guys want to open up? your doors i mean what do you feel i mean to our readers uh, read viewers and listeners put in your comments let us know what do you think i mean should we open up uh in in early august things couldn't get any worse than this like is this like the ultimate worst that it could get and it it's only going to get better what do you guys think okay for for me right now i think the the best way to get out of this is if we ramp up our vaccination rate because if we rest if more people are vaccinated uh, hopefully we'll see reduction of people getting infected, uh, less deaths, and also ultimately most important is to have less people getting hospitalized because the biggest problem right now is that our hospitals are full. I'm pretty sure you hear a lot of stories about uh, healthcare workers are getting worn out. They're getting very dis- mm. de- getting demoralized. Um, they're mm. seeing people, you know, uh, 
unable to get the treatment they deserve. We've seen photos mm. and videos on social media where there's not enough, not enough beds and you can see them making makeshift beds at the car parks, at the emergency departments, at hospitals. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you can't imagine this happening in Malaysia because we've seen this in countries like India and we thought, okay, you know what? Malaysia is much better. We can, we can do this better than other countries. But it's happening mm. right now in Malaysia. So it looks very discouraging. And if you look at the National Recovery Plan, the, there's three criteria that we need to fulfill in order to move to the next phase. Like you mentioned that we have less restrictions, more shops can open, uh, certain social activities might be able to be allowed. And to achieve that, we need to hit three things. Number one is to have 10% of the population vaccinated, which we've already done. Secondly, is to reduce the number of cases to, four, to below 4,000 cases in a day, like what we talked in the previous episode. And yeah, the third yeah. one would be to make sure that our ICU capacity is in a moderate level. Mm. Right now, looking at the numbers, our ICUs are full. We're hitting like 900 cases. Uh, yesterday, I think we hit about 880 uh, mm. ICU cases, which is still high. So mm. at the current moment, I don't see uh, any reason for us to lose our restrictions. But at the same time, uh, I think the vaccination program is doing pretty well. I think we make significant progress in terms of vaccination numbers. Last four days, we have doing more than 400,000 doses per day. In fact, yesterday, we hit a record high of 460,000 vaccinations per day. That's mm. like one of the highest uh, in the world right now. Mm. But then again, we are still far from the finish, finish line, finishing line. So I think as of today, we only got 12% of the population vaccinated. Uh, if you ask me, can we open August? Uh, I can't answer that because the ICU beds, like you, like you point out, is still full. And we still have lots of people to vaccinate. Yep. So while while we have a record number of vaccinations going out there, we also have record number of cases and we have record number of people in beds. It, let's, let's not even talk about ICU. Uh, even hospitals are full. Uh, there were talks about putting people who are not critical in critical cases to shift to uh, private hospitals. Uh, there were discussions about that. Uh, we talk about, you know, the hospital in Kelang, the hospital Tunku Ampuan Rahima, uh, that's been, f- uh, you know, uh, full and inund- inundated with cases, over capacity. Even the people who are there, the, the health workers, are not able to cope. Uh, it doesn't make, and it doesn't make it better that certain quarters are trying to downplay that case. Certain quarters are trying to say that that's fake. It's uh, what, what you see on social media is not correct. There were also reports that um, the, uh, people who are working at that hospital have been given a directive not to share the hospital's con- hospital conditions in, uh, in, on social media. I guess that, that tries to play on people's fears and they're trying to say like, okay, you know what, things are under control. But to be honest, you know, and I've been to, to, to uh, one of the busiest uh, COVID uh, assessment centres in Selangor, the one in Stadium Malawati, and the first time I went there, when I saw the, the real situation, I saw th- uh, hundreds of people lining up outside of uh, the stadium trying to get assessed. And these are people who are already positive. Uh, it's, it scares me. Because, and, and I see people coming by the bus load. Uh, it scares me. And it seems like there's no end. Because, you know, there, there are schools are not opening. I think... Uh, kids have now wasted two years of their academic year not studying. That's about that's school children. We're not not. Let's not even talk about people who are in universities. Let's not about, let's not talk about even like how many lives have been destroyed by people who've been committing suicide. Number of suicide cases in the country have, uh, have been in, have increased. Uh, 
probably due due to what's going on in in the country today. We see uh, death cases uh, increasing. Uh, last yesterday it was over a hundred, right? Uh, I mean this the situation is dire. Yes, I feel like there's a lot of people who who want for the country to be better. And like you said, Alex, right? Um, vaccination rates need to be increased, but I don't know if they can increase any further. I think the government is, uh, you know, again, credit where credit is due. While the, the vaccine situation was terrible at the start and it, it got, it didn't get better in the middle, it's now, tra- it's now becoming more smoother and becoming more efficient. I was skeptical that we will never hit 300,000 uh, doses a day. Uh, back then, we, we were struggling to meet 100,000 doses a day. Uh, but now we're doing 400,000 doses a day. And that's that's amazing. On the flip side, we need to test more because our our positivity rate is still high. Uh, and and yeah, like you, I don't know whether we can open up or we can lessen the, the restrictions uh, by August. Um, why do I say that? Well, let's look at countries that's already that that that's already returned to normal. If you look, if you're a football fan, and you follow Euro twenty twenty, you can see how uh people in the UK and in Europe are watching football at a stadium like 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 there was no COVID. Uh, if you look at the US, uh, things are almost like normal. Uh. Then you go back to like, okay, how did they get there? What is the vaccination rate there? So what are the numbers there, Alex? Like you mentioned, right? Like UK, US, they're like the worst hit countries. It's like those are countries we shouldn't be, you know, back then because we are doing so much better yeah. as Malaysia. But look yes. at UK right now. Um, UK, 70% of the population have at least one dose. About half of them are fully vaccinated. In the US, it's similar as well. About 50, 56% of the population got the first dose. First dose. And 48.5% have their second dose. They are fully vaccinated. So I guess that's one of the reasons why they can go back to normalcy because at least half of the population have gotten vaccinated. Whereas in Malaysia, we are about 3.5. So we still have a long way to go before we aspire to be as open as the US and the UK. And also mm-hmm. adding on to that, right? So you, there, I think there's a few pillars here that we need to look, look into. Number one is vaccination rate. Yes, high vaccination rate is one of the ways for us to go back to normal. But at the same time, we need to increase our testing capacity because we need to, to track cases and to isolate them as quickly as possible. I don't think we are doing that right right now. As, as you can tell, our, yeah. our, our positivity rate is quite high. And to give context, right, Singapore is doing about 90,000 tests per day and they got about 15 to 25 cases daily. So at least they're doing that check every single day to ensure, okay, are we okay? All right, we are still fine because we have less than 5% in terms of positivity rate. Mm-hmm. At the same time is, how do we, to, how do we decrease the number of new cases? Just because you have high vaccination rates doesn't mean that, okay, it's okay, we can let people get infected. No, we can't. We need to, re- we need to cut down the number of cases. And the, the funny thing is, in May 2021, Dr. No Hicham said that daily cases could reach 13,000 if SOP non-compliances continues. Mm. And mm. here we are, 13,000 cases. The yep. EMCO, or the total full, full lockdown, that was intended to bring down the cases by locking down everyone so that people don't move, Factories shouldn't be open. Industry should be open so that we all stay at home. Like the very first MCO, to bring the cases down, to give some pressure relief to the, to the, to the hospitals. But mm. turns out that it's doing the opposite. Mm. I see beds are still more than 800 cases. And in fact, right now, the active cases are more than 100,000. So yep. what went wrong? 
it's, and I think we all of us agree that this total lockdown is not really a lockdown because the moment they announce the restriction, there's always another opening at the side. Okay, lockdown for everyone except, okay, you can open, you can open. Okay, you can open, you can open. You want a meteor letter? Here you go. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're just locking down people who are not contributing to the number of cases. I think, I think to sum it up, right, uh, the situation is out of control already. Uh, the number of people who are infecting more people is runaway. That means you cannot stop that train. And the only way to control this is through vaccination. Um, uh, so for us to hit that 50,000, 50% target, right? If we are doing 400,000 doses a day, how long will it take? If we do, for, let's say we're doing 450,000 uh, doses per day, uh, one month, uh, that's about... 13.5 million doses. So it's about 6 million people fully vaccinated each month. So in three months' time, hopefully by September, uh, we should get at least maybe 22 million people vaccinated. We are quite close to 50% yeah, by then. Yeah, yeah, quite close to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's assuming that more people register uh, because I think there's still a couple of million people more who have yet to register so far. Uh, but at least if we get 50% mark, I think we can see some substantial improvement in terms of the number of cases the number of hospitalization and number of people in ICU. So, yeah, so in this, if you look, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So in this three months time, what should we do next? Should we loosen restrictions? To me, I'll say no. Let's not risk more people's lives. Let's continue to lock things down and really lock things down because obviously the contributor cases are coming from industries that are permitted to open. Like mm-hmm. why are they given the leeway to open and causing more cases whereas the rest of us are staying at home? Okay, as it stands, uh, 70%, almost 80% of the, of the country's population have already registered for vaccination. I think the, the, the remainder, what, 20, 20 plus percent, yes, that is a concern, but we have to focus on people who are already ready to get vaccinated. And the concern here is that people who are already ready to get vaccinated, uh, even that is an issue. While they are ramping up the number of vaccination, there are people who are already who are waiting in line who haven't yet even gotten an appointment for their first dose. So, I guess if we look at the situation right now, okay, we there. I don't think there is anything more that we can do to bring the cases down. I think we have to assume that everybody has COVID. The only way to save the country right now is to get everybody vaccinated. I guess lockdown is important so that we don't spread it to more people if we can because every time if you notice like every time the uh, the virus gets transferred to somebody else it gets copied and that copy risks mutating the virus and when you mutate the virus you have these different variants like the delta variant that's very popular now that's very infectious or very dangerous or very whatever it is right um I don't know. For me, my opinion is, yeah, if they want to open up by August, they need to do it smartly. I mean, we have a substantial number of people who are already vaccinated and I think it's good to, to have them open up. At least the economy is not stagnant. I mean, I, I drive to the office today when, when I see the traffic on the road. It's like normal. It's not like EMCO at all. So I guess opening up can help. Because we have to balance, right? We have to balance between saving lives and also saving the economy. Because, you know, the suicides and all that are also causing lives, costing lives, right? Opening up the economy might alleviate that pressure and might save more lives, might save people from abuse, might save, save people from, from suicides, uh, from, from a mental, uh, mental anguish. So there is a balance. 
Um, but I, you know, I don't, I'm not sure whether the government is considering all this. Lah. For me, the simple answer is when I see what the government is doing is only to, to help themselves. You know, if I can say that, I mean, we have reports of ministers going on holiday. We have, uh, we have, uh, we, we still haven't gotten answers why factories are allowed to, to be open. Uh, we still haven't gotten answers why parliament is not open. And then conveniently, there is apparently a case in parliament. I mean, why can't parliament be digital? Uh, why can't we still run the government uh, in, in a digital way? I, I don't know. I guess we, we're digressing. But to me, all of this is related. If we have a, 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 a competent government that is run by competent people, we probably wouldn't be here in the first place. Yeah, I fully agree. Like, for example, it's like it's all about priorities, right? Like, for example, okay, economy, I, I think all of us agree that it's important because uh, we're going to lose billions a day if we, we close down our factories. So, we started this EMCO or total lockdown, like, when was it? May, I think? So, when we did that, right, they should focus immediately on the industries. Like, for example, okay, let's vaccinate the factories first. If you wish a certain target, like 70% of the factories or workforce are fully vaccinated, you can open. If we did that in the first place, right, then we would have factories that are allowed to open in stages once they hit the vaccination threshold. Because if they're mm. fully vaccinated and if they do have an outbreak of case in the factories, at least they, they are more contained. I think most of them will have like stage one or stage two symptoms. And mm. this will reduce the number of people getting, getting into the hospital. Because you think about factories, right? You're not talking about the companies itself. Think about the livelihood of the workers and the families. Because imagine mm. you get an outbreak in, in the factory. You're going to bring it back. You're going to spread it to your whole family members. Then you have five or six cases at home. Mm. So when we had the lockdown earlier on, why don't we emphasize the vaccinations for industries first? But mm. uh, uh, at least, okay, luckily we managed, I think the country realized that a bit later. Uh, in fact, in it's, June, yeah. we started phase four. That was just announced recently to vaccinate the industry. But again, they suddenly I suddenly created phase four. Phase four, yeah. I mean, yeah. that should have been started from, brought to the, from the start, right? Like, ask yeah. me at least you tell KJ, hey, dude, I need to open my factories. Can we vaccinate guys first? All right. Let's put factories as phase two or phase three mm. or something like that. Mm. Yep. And at the moment, factories are still open, whether you're vaccinated or not. So why not make, make that enforcement in the first place? Like, okay, factories close it until you vaccinate, let's say, 70% of the workforce. Then you're allowed to open. They, 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 they're doing that now. Uh, but, you know, it's already, I guess, too late. Uh, the cost of... Uh, of people again, mental anguish and lives has already been done. Uh, it's easier, it's easy for us to say that. Okay, in retrospect, this is how it should be done, but we're just normal people. I mean, the people who are in power, the people who are in government, the people who have the data, who have the means and the capacity to make this happen, should have made this happen. And you know, I I hold them accountable for this. Uh, in any case, if we are going to return to normal in 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 early August. Uh, my suggestion would be that, right? So people who have already been fully vaccinated, like yourself, Alex, you, you have the digital cert, right? So they can have all these strict roadblocks. They can have all these mysogetrous scans in front of shops and all that. And it's very simple now. All they have to do is have somebody there to, to verify whether you have a digital cert or not. If you, have, if you don't have a digital cert, you should be at home. For me, that's the only way to make this happen. Because we have to look at... The sectors that have been severely impacted, they have not been functioning for two years, right? For almost two years. The tourism sector, uh, the, 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 yeah, the, the, the schooling, um, you know, the tourism sector and, the, the sec- the, and all of the sectors that have been supporting the tourism sector have been severely impacted by this. So I can understand 
um, and again, I don't agree with the government. I don't think what they're doing is right. But I can understand the need to open up as soon as possible. And if they if they don't say how they're going to open up, and they don't put out a proper SOP on how they want to open up, you know, it's going to be confusing again for everybody and we're going to start from square one again. So for me, my suggestion would be that, right? Use the digital cert as an internal passport for everybody and only allow people with the digital cert to, to go out. And, and strictly comply to that as an SOP. No more uh, lobang. No more like, okay, there's an exception to the rule or whatever. For those who don't have it, then I guess it's up to the, again, not up to the government, but it's on the government to start introducing the walk-ins, right? So they've been report that they're going to introduce walk-ins for 60-year-olds and above. I mean, they've learned this from before. They shouldn't do this, uh, they shouldn't do this uh, segmentation from the start. They should just like allow everybody to go in and do walk-ins. What's the problem with that? Why now? Okay, still Chucky get only sixty year olds can do it. Why not everybody do it? Is there a problem if they allow everybody to do it? I think it's uh more on crowd control because if you let everyone go in without appointment, then what happens if let's say a PPV doesn't have enough uh vaccines? For example, you only have four thousand a day and you let ten thousand people show up on that day, then you have crowds no. and disappointments. I think I think I think Malaysians, right, we're so good at that already, right? We're so good at uh, lining up and queuing up and, 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 you know, because we do all these crazy sales, right? So we know and we can learn from Japan. We can learn from countries that already do this very well. You can do either a raffle system, right? You can have like, you can have the slots open in the morning. You can say, okay, today we're expecting 100,000 doses from this facility. Come, get your number. Okay, you got your number, you can go home. You, then we will tell you, please uh, come within an hour or within three hours when you are when your turn is up. It, it can be done. My, I'm not sure why, why the government is not thinking about this. I mean, we can innovate. There's so many systems than just standing in line under the hot sun, like the CAC in Malawati, inshallah. They can do it. But why are they not? It's just for me, for me, the, the root cause of this is incompetence and poor coordination between among all of the, all of the, all of the uh, ministries. Uh, okay, for me, it's, I would say the appointment system for, for all the issues, right, it works. As in like, from our experience, right, once you get appointment, when you get there, you don't spend more than one hour. You're in, you're out, done. I think it works. But the problem is the system is not fair to everyone. Like how we mentioned that some people are not getting appointment, there's no visibility. If those issues are sorted out, I think the, the system is more than enough, more than capable enough to handle mass vaccinations. The problem okay, is there's no I, clarity. No, the question is right now, why, why is it taking them so long to fix that, that, that system? It's been, it's been since February. My suggestion has been used for over a year, right? We used my suggestion for vaccination in February. Now it's already five months, right? And it's still not fixed. Uh, there are still okay, people like Rory, Marcus There are still people like Munira They still haven't gotten their appointments yet They've registered since February And I know people uh, who've, who've reported to me That they've gotten vaccination But it's not reflected on their MySejahtra You know, all these weird problems come up So if they cannot depend on MySejahtra Or they cannot fix MySejahtra Then, 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 then uh, uh, what? Make vaccination centres independent lah just send doses to vaccination centers and let them arrange how they do it.
I, uh, for me, the way I see it is, okay, I agree that the first uh, first phase of the program, um, I think the appointment season is important because that time we have limited number of vaccines. Mm. But now we reach a point that we have a lot of vaccines. I think starting from this month onwards, we have 14 million doses every single month. That's why we can ramp up vaccination rates. I think we reach a point that I think most people will have their vaccine doses. And I think now, I think that's probably the reason why they're opening up for walk-ins for senior citizens because we reach a point that most people who are waiting for vaccines, they got it already. Now, how do you reach out to the final people who are hard to reach? Or oh, there's something wrong with the app for them? Okay, I don't know about you guys, uh, listeners and viewers. What do you guys think? I feel like there is a hesitancy among, uh, I don't know, again, in the system, the JKJAV and the CITF, I feel like there's a, there is a hesitancy. Like you say, if, I think, and we talked about this, right? Uh, there will be more vaccine doses than people who are registered by the time we hit August. And I think we're kind of like on the mark there there are, there's a lot of vaccines the vaccine supply is in abundance in malaysia we have vaccine supply that we ordered we have vaccine supply from people who donate there's so many vaccines yet why 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 are we not opening up why the why why is walking slow because the people okay i i think the people who are who are doing the JKJV and the CITF, right? They can, they can correct me if I'm wrong here, but they can already predict, right? Okay, we're getting vaccine by, we're getting X amount of vaccine by when, by when, by when. You can already plan. Okay, if I, know I'm, if I know I'm getting a huge supply by July, I can already talk to schools. I can already talk to uh, places of worships. I can already talk to community members. Guys, we're going to just issue you doses. We're just going to inject. Are you in or not? Make it happen. Uh, I believe that's been done already. That's the reason why we're hitting 450,000 uh, doses per day because uh, at the moment, there are actually more participation from hospitals and clinics. There are more outreach programs. There are more mobile clinics. There's more drive-in PPVs as well, especially throughout the country. There are also uh, on-site vaccinations as well. So that's, mm. I think those things are in place already. That's why we're seeing high rates. Because previously, the I think last month, we had a different issue. We remember we have an issue with Slango saying that, you know, Slango has a lot of doses, but they're not injecting fast enough. And what's, mm. what's the reason why we're not, we're not vaccinating these uh, doses? The, the, back mm. then, the concern was, we have surplus of doses, but you're not using it. What's going on? Why is it slow? So I think that has been addressed by with more PPVs. And that's the reason why we're hitting 450,000 doses per day. So I think that's been solved. So in terms of walking in, uh, I agree that last time we should have been done to address the issue, but I think that's sort of addressed at the moment. That's the reason why we have high vaccination rates today. Um, now is how do we, you know, expand to the to the final, I, I don't know, 10% or or 30% of people who have not gotten the jab yet. I mean, registration yet. I, I, okay, I don't know whether we should we should put a lot of effort in the final 10% or 15% or whatever it is, right? My 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 concern is that the the walk-ins, right, it's not it's still not activated yet. Uh, KJ said, was it yesterday? So again, this is the 16th of July. I think it was yesterday. We saw the news report where vaccination will open up for walk-ins for 60-year-olds and above. And then uh, that report came in and then I think he had to clarify to say that, oh yes, that's going to happen, but it's not going to happen now. We're still considering it. You didn't think about logistics though. So like for example, if right now all the vaccines... No, no, that's, 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 yeah. what, that's what I'm saying. In terms of logistics, right? They have time already. They have time since when they know the supply is coming to when they can announce that what in is possible, they have time to think about that already. What more do they need to make this happen? What else? What is, what is the, where is the bottleneck? Be transparent and tell us where is the bottleneck. Don't come up and say that, oh, we need time to think or we are still considering or we're still looking at the feasibility of it because you can learn from the whole world and you know 
the critical factor right now, despite the number of cases, despite the number of ICU beds, the only hope that we have is vaccination rate. Yeah, and that's also a target. Uh, they aim to vaccinate all senior citizens by end of this month. So they have two weeks left. So I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. I know that, you know, today is supposed to be the last day of EMCO. So probably by today's uh, press conference, he's going to announce that it's going to be an extension. Hopefully. Um, but, but I don't know what he's going to make. Because I don't know what he's going to make. Extended or not, what's the difference? Because at the end of the day, majority of us Malaysians will be staying at home and the industries are still allowed to operate. So, And I don't see how is that going to help reduce the ICU cases. I don't see how this is going to reduce the total active cases because this OEMCO has not been effective in reducing ICU cases. We're not giving the medical system a break. So that's my biggest mm. concern, the hospitals. Because it's not just about COVID cases. Even other critical cases that are non-COVID are affected as well. They don't have ICU mm. beds. They don't have enough manpower to treat other diseases. So at the end of the day, it's not just about COVID deaths. It's about other deaths because they can't be treated. And as we also mm. one thing we forgot to mention is that there are more brought in deaths. Means people who died at home because they couldn't get treated in the hospital. And that's sad. Okay. I guess, uh, you know, on that note, uh, we started the show with, ans- with, with the question, what next after EMCO? Uh, so I guess it's just ramping up in terms of, uh, it's just ramping up vaccination rates. Uh, from our discussion, I guess we all, we, both of us can agree, right, Alex, uh, the number of cases is, 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 is out of control. Uh, there is nothing else that we can do to, aside from closing the factories and whatever, it's too late for that already because it's already in the community. Everybody, we assume that everybody ha- uh, has it. If you close the factories now, it's already too late. It's not going to make much of a difference. The only thing that's going to make a difference is vaccination rate. So I guess the only question we have now is when when is the government going to start opening up to walk-ins? Because we have enough doses and we have enough people that want to get these doses as quickly as possible. Uh, and if the government is going to open up by August, uh, you know, again, my suggestion is have strict control and have proper control of how people use the digital passport. And, you know, hopefully that can help bring the cases down. Yeah, on that, I want to add also, like, for example, in France, uh, what my friend shared to me is that because I think they vaccinate most of the people, so how mm. they get more people to, to get vaccinated is they come up with a new policy, I think by end of this month or next month, those who are not vaccinated are not allowed to, to ride public transport. So because of mm. that, right, there's a mad rush of people getting vaccinated. So maybe yeah. that's one condition to get set. Like if you don't have a digital certificate, you can take the train or you can mm. dine in, you can open a shop. And only businesses that fully vaccinate their staff are allowed to open. And no, no more exceptions or side doors. Lah. I mean, we can make it happen and we did it before. Here's the thing that frustrates me, right? We were better than even the most developed countries in the world because we were strict with ourselves. We closed the factories, we closed everything. And then the politicians come in and screw everything up. All these factories that are open, I'm sure it is because of some interest involved. Um, all these side doors that are open, I'm sure it's because you have cable or whatever. So if n- now is our second chance. Having even 10% of the population vaccinated and you want to open up, I, I think it's fine. But please, be fair to everybody and have one law for everyone. 
Okay, everybody, it's that part of the show again where we read and respond to your comments. So uh, in this episode, we're responding to the comments from our previous Let's Talk About, uh, which is Let's Talk About number 70, where how can Malaysia bring uh, COVID cases down? So I'm going to read this comment from Azim Hamidun. He says, Memanglah tak turun. Targetnya population untuk vaksin ni lari. Orang yang kerja dari rumah dah sampai dua dos. Yang kerja luar, yang kerja kilang, foreigner, semua tak vaksin lagi. Memang out lah. Okay, Azim, uh, you are absolutely right. Uh, I think we we talked about that in, our, in this show, uh, in this episode also, right, Alex? Like, you know, they should focus vaccination on the people that are spreading the cases, uh, the, the the virus the most, which is factory workers and uh, and and those other industries. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah, I mean, during the lockdown, right, should take opportunity to lock everyone down and vaccinate them. And only those who are vaccinated they are allowed to open. They should do that. Yeah, yeah, they should. Okay, move on to the next one. Ken Lu, he says, Sabah election. The catalyst that started it all over again. Uh, well, it is true and it is not true, right? I disagree with that. Okay. Yeah, it's, while we can't deny that Sabah election has caused a surge in the country, that's where Sabah really got really bad. And then there's a lot of uh, mistakes back then. Because like, for example, after the election, they reduced restriction. Like uh, when you come in from Sabah, you don't need to do any quarantine whatsoever. Yes, mm. that caused a spike. But I don't think that's the reason why we're here. Because after the election, I think there's a lot of mistakes on the way. Like I think in December, we opened up bought, uh, travel for interstate travel. Mm. When the cases are going up, we open up travel. So that's nothing to do with Sabah. We open up more opportunities for the virus to spread. And then the recent situation right now, I think there's a lot of missteps right here. Like for example, when the case go up, instead of tightening the restrictions, we open up everything. We're locking up businesses that are not contributing to cases and industries that are actually creating the clusters are allowed to operate. So it's like mm. counter, counterintuitive there. So if you ask me, Sabah's not a cause. Yes, it did a surge. But the current mistakes are done by the current situation right now, which basically Malaysia never learned its lesson. Lah. Yeah, so there was a mistake made with the Sabah election. Should, should, it, should it have been uh, gone through? No, it shouldn't. Uh, but is the situation now, the, uh, is the Sabah election the cause of where we are now? Uh, definitely not, right? You know, so we've made a number of other missteps on top of the Sabah elections to put us where we are today. So congratulations to the Malaysian government for being consistent in making mistakes. All right. All right. The last comment is from Lily Chang. And she said, she, this is a suggestion. So she said, should also do drive through vaccine. Jab first, register later. Plus, go and vaccinate all factory workers. Instead of discussing who to pay for the vaccine, just jab first on site and find ways of recovering money from employees later. Yeah, I think that's a really good suggestion. Uh, I think we covered that in this show as well. Uh, we should just go out there and get people vaccinated no matter what. Just just get them vaccinated. Uh, in fact, I think there's a lot of funds that we already have uh, available, right? That Pumuli thing you mentioned just now, Alex? Yeah, there's a lot of Pumuli thing, you know, to, to help SMEs, to help businesses to, you know, to to weather the storm. So instead of, okay, while it was good to like subsidize wish and all that, they should put more priority in vaccination because if more people are vaccinated in the industries, then we have less severe cases and that will actually put a huge relief on the medical healthcare system. So it's, a, it's sad that, you know, uh, they will come to this situation. Like, we should just jab everyone first, like what Lily said. All right. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. So, yeah. Uh, 
that that I guess that's the time for me to remind you. Okay, guys, sorry because uh, you know this situation of me recording by myself and Alex on the other side, uh, at his house is very weird. Uh, so yeah, it, it, this is the opportunity for us to remind you that we are also available on podcast. So if you if you prefer, you can listen to the show. Let's talk about on podcast. Uh, we're available uh, everywhere that you listen to podcast. So all you have to do is search for sorry, Chichao, Let's talk about and we're there. If you're watch, uh, if you're listening to us on podcast, please do give us a five star rating if you like the show because that helps more listeners have a listen to our show. Um, at the same time, if you're watching us on YouTube, please do give us a thumbs up if you like the show. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the to the channel if you haven't already. And your comments, feedback, and stories are very interesting and very important to us. So please share them in the comment section below because we love reading them. All right. So this is me, Amin. And this Alex. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.